Hi, friends. <laughs> she looked really pleased with herself when she said that. It's Emily. And Danielle. And this is Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, and cryptid podcast. Ooh, Danielle said it. I did. It's been a while. I know. Um, It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. In your world. Not in ours. In our world, it's Sunday. It is. What's your least favorite day of the week? Honestly, probably Wednesday. Why? Because I'm like, oh my god, there's still two more days. I think mine's Tuesday. I'm usually still like pretty well rested from the weekend on Tuesday. Like I usually sleep pretty good, but then by Wednesday I'm like, oh my god, I'm only halfway through. <laughs> but that entirely depends on the week. So yeah, that's true. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> now that we started with a tangent, yeah. Normally don't talk about ourselves, so <laughs> now you guys know our favorite days of the week. Well, least favorite, least favorite days of the week. week. What's your favorite day of the week? Saturday. I like Thursdays. That's weird. Well, because then Friday is the next day, and then you have a whole weekend. I like Fridays and Mondays when I don't have to work. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Danielle's going to be telling us a story today. Yes. I think I know the state yes you know the state because i you will not believe how effing hard it was for me to find a good story like a long enough story you should have from freaking north dakota use my north dakota spotlight podcast that i did for the barber cotton episode that's right i should have looked into that I, like, went through archives, and then I thought I had a story, and so I started doing it, and then it was, like, four bullets long, and I was like, oh, that didn't work. I almost did, pulled the U and did, like, an I, like, when you did, like, those multiple stories from Iowa. Yeah. I almost did that, but I didn't. Yeah, because we, we, I think when I was looking at our list, we've only been to Nebraska, or not Nebraska, North Dakota, like, twice. Yeah. It's not a lot. And so I was like, because I was there with Drew, Drew Shadeen, and, and then you were there with Barbara Cotton. Cotton, and I think that's it. Cause None I, of your, uh, what's his nuts? Russell Royal. Yeah. No, he was South Dakota. Okay. Okay. As well, far as I remember. And Montana, maybe? Interesting. So, we're in Nebraska this this week. No, we're not. Or, not Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> we're in North Dakota. We were in Nebraska last week, so like seven minutes ago we were in nebraska now we're in north dakota yeah let's go and we're gonna hop back in history oh we're in the 1930s oh yeah those are the tough ones Mm -hmm. um so february 10th 1930 is when our story starts um we are in schaefer north dakota which was a farming town which should not surprise anybody isn't most towns in north dakota (laughs) yeah pretty much it's like Fargo is the one. And oil. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, so the uh, Haven family farm was quiet on the morning of February 10th, 1930. This was unusual for the family of six. Dad, Albert, Mom, Lucia, sons, Daniel, who was 18, Leland, who was 14, and Charles, who was two, and then their daughter, Mary, who was two months old. As you can tell, this is probably not going to go in a happy direction. I'm sure it's not. So when the neighbors went to investigate, they found hired help, Charles Bannon. Charles told the neighbors that um, the family had decided to... That was an accident. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I meant to pull up our Instagram oh to post a little Insta story while we were recording, and I clicked the wrong one. Mobby. That was so funny because it scared the crap. Sorry, 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 sorry. I am sorry. Okay. It's okay. Hired help. Yes. So, um, <laughs> the hired help, um, Charles Bannon. Um, Charles told the neighbors that the family had decided to leave the area, but um, they had allowed him to stay and rent out the farm. So, what did he say how long? No. Ago? Nope. He just said, like, oh, yeah, they decided to just leave and, like, go um, to Oregon. And um, I'm just going to live here and work the farm and rent everything out and whatever okay. for the time being. Seems so a little suspicious. Yeah, it's a little sketch. Um, so later in February... Charles's dad, James Bannon, joins his son uh, to help run the property. Because obviously, if there are three capable working men in the family, there's an 18-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a... The dad. And, yeah, so... And the dad was in, like, his 50s, I think. If there are three available working men and you still need to hire out some help, this is probably a pretty big property. Yeah. So, um, the two continued to live and work on the farm throughout the rest of 1930. Um, however, in October, Charles started to sell off not only parts of the farm, but animals and equipment. And the family's still MIA at this Mm -hmm. point? And as you know, from being a renter, you can't really sell off the, the property if it's not yours. Right. So, the, the neighbors started to be like, hold up, what is going on? Um... So, uh, let's see. James decides to, in October, go and look for the family in Oregon. So, James is the dad. He's like, okay, you're starting to get into some hot water here because you're selling off property that doesn't belong to you. To his son. Yes. About his son. Yeah. The hired help. Yes. Who's now renting the farm. Right. And he's like, I'm going to go and find the family where you say they are in Oregon. And was he like, no, dad, don't do it. No, he just let him go. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if this was cl- to clear his son's name or to cover his own ass or because he, he was like suspicious of Charles and Charles's story. Um, but yeah, he went to go look for the Haven family. Um, on December 2nd, a letter comes from James to Charles and he, in the letter, he advises him to, quote, watch his step and do what's right, end quote. Okay. So kind of contradictory advice, if you ask me. Step one, watch your step. Watch my step from what? And step two, do what's right. How do you watch your step and do what's right if you've probably done something shady? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So, um... On December 11th, Charles is arrested for charges or ch- on charges of grand larceny. What is grand larceny again? I was just going to tell you. Okay. So today, grand larceny is the theft of property over $250 and can also be called grand theft. But because of inflation, I'm assuming the price was lower back oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know what that was. So I'm assuming this was because of the farm equipment. Yes. Selling off. And, and the, the property and the animals. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I did try and ask a lawyer, but then they like, they had like a little chat thing oh. on one of the web pages I was on and it was like, have you committed a crime? And I was like, no. And they were like, when was your case settled? And I was like, what? And there was like no option for never. So I was like, I don't know what to do here. So I just like exited out of the chat. So I was going to ask, but I didn't. Um, so as the police are investigating the grand larceny charges, they find evidence that the Haven family was murdered, which surprise, surprise. I was going to say, I'm well, it's super sad. I'm sure you're not surprised. No. Um, Charles confessed that he had been involved in the killing of the family, but that a stranger had come to the farm and started the killings. What the hell? And that Charles did not have a choice but to help. I'm sure. So. And then just not tell anyone. Yeah. And just sell all the stuff. Yeah. And just live on the the property for the next. Yeah. Seven months. Eight. No. Nine months. Ten months. Whatever. Um, his story ends up changing on December 3rd while he was talking to his mom and his attorney. For the record, his mom is not his attorney. Okay. <laughs> it's his mom, space, another person who is his attorney. Okay. Because, like, how I wrote it kind of makes it sound like his mom was his attorney. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Um, Charles told them that he had accidentally killed Daniel, the oldest son, um, by shooting him and after he accidentally killed Daniel he said he had to act in self-defense and, and kill the two-month-old baby <laughs> killing yeah the rest of the Haven family because they were trying to kill him in retaliation for killing Daniel mm-hmm. and in my notes I wrote which you know makes complete sense for a two-year-old and a two-month-old to want revenge for the murder of their older brother yeah so Charles do better I just don't trust you um, so after his confession, police went to Oregon to get James. Um, they the brought, yes, they brought him back to North Dakota and charged him with complicity in the murders, despite Charles's insistence that his dad had nothing to do with the murders. I feel like James didn't. So now, um, unless you're about to tell me something different. Complicity. No, I'm just going to tell you what complicity is okay. because complicity, I was like, is that this, what I think it is? So basically it's just aiding and abetting. So they think that he like either knew encouraged about his son to do it, knew about it or was involved somehow. Okay. Still don't think so. And, um, Charles then writes out his confession in the beginning of January of 1931. In the written confession, Charles stresses again that his dad had nothing to do with the murders. Like, why would his dad go to Oregon and try to find the family? See, and that's why I was like, maybe he was covering his ass and being like, oh, no, I'm looking for the family. I'm looking for the family when really he knows they're dead. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like in my gut, he didn't do anything. Unless there's, you're about to show me some evidence. <laughs> I'm going to change my mind. You'll find out, I guess. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, okay, so sorry. His story also changes in the written confession. Oh, God. Now what? (laughs) Charles no longer says that he killed the rest of the Haven family in self-defense, but killed them after accidentally killing Daniel because he was scared. Because two-year-olds are so scary. Now, I'm not saying I understand this one but i feel like i could see where he shot one and he'd be like 
panic and then kills everyone else but that's five more people but it's like it's a stretch yeah but i'm saying of his three story or yeah three stories, three stories now this is the one i feel like might be close is the closest to, to the, the truth. truth yeah i would agree not probably the whole truth but no probably not i could understand like if you're with daniel and um the father albert if you're with them and you accidentally shoot daniel and then albert like freaks out so you you're like fuck and then you kill him too to like cover your tracks but then to go and kill everybody else in the family that just seems really methodical to me do we know what happens like to their bodies do you get to that no he no i don't know what happened to the bodies i don't know if he like so they hid them and buried them somewhere or fed them to the pigs which is disgusting but happens i wonder what the evidence of the murder was then i don't blood stain maybe or yeah i don't know curious yeah I that's don't know. really sad they never found the bodies though as far as i'm aware they did it because i feel like that would also like really tell some stories and like how everything happened and yeah so i but i agree with you is there a dog at the door there's a dog at the door (laughs) 10 bucks says it's serious i think it's finley oh really finley is uh our nephew pup yeah he's our sister and brother-in-law tb's doggo um okay so unfortunately for james the dad his son's assurances that he was not involved in the murders did not get him out of jail okay so charles and james are both being held in the county jail okay on january 28th 1931 charles james deputy sheriff peter hallen and a man named frank mikey who had been charged with theft were in the Schaefer Jail. Sometime between 12.30 a.m. and 1.30 a.m. on January 29th, a crowd of men in masks comes looking for Charles. In masks? Yes. Okay. This is where it gets kind of ugly. Just a heads up. Just Charles? Yep, they're looking for Charles. When the local sheriff who lived near the jail, Mm -hmm. um, Sheriff Sivert Thompson was awoken by the lights he went over to investigate and was captured by the mob and taken away from the jail so he's not allowed to go in the sheriff right okay so the mob goes in um and it's uh sheriff thompson and deputy holland later said that the mob contained at least 75 men in 15 cars so this is not a small group of people. Do you know how big the town of Schaefer was by chance? Small. Very I small. Figured. That's a lot of men for mm-hmm. a small town. So the mob breaks down the door of the jail before overpowering Deputy Holland. Deputy Holland refused to tell them which key or where the key was to Charles and James's cell. And they remove him from the jail, but it kind of sounds like they just like moved him out of the area and like detained him somewhere. I'm like picturing them like putting them up above their heads and like passing them like a crowd surfer (laughs) i know that's wrong i don't think that was that fun (laughs) i don't think so either but that's what i'm picturing in my head um so it it sounds like they kept him like in the jail but just like out of their way while they they searched for the key which they did not find so Hmm, i wonder where it was i'm assuming it was maybe on the sheriff you think yeah because he lived like right across the street from the jail so like if something were to happen you would just run over there and be like yo we need the key i guess um so it's clearly not there so yeah they he 
they don't find it um the mob then uses the wooden wooden battering rams which in one of my sources said it was like basically just like big timber yeah yeah um that they had used to knock open the door of the jail to attempt to break into charles and james's cell god i would be shitting my pants if Mm -hmm. i was that right um fred who was in his own cell later told the sheriff that the mob almost gave up because they could not get the cell door to break down when they finally did, Charles surrendered and pled for them to leave his father alone because he didn't have anything to do with the murders. I swear, I don't think he did. I don't think so either, to be completely honest with you. Because I, I feel like in your most absolute terrified moment... And you're like, spare my dad, he didn't have anything to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's when your true character shows. I agree. I don't... I really don't. I hope he's... Okay. So, um... <laughs> Members of the mob put a rope around Charles's neck. Oh, no. And dragged him from the jail before trapping Deputy Holland back in the cell with James. Oh, they left him. They did. They left James in the cell with uh, the deputy. And then um, the, the mob brings Charles out of the jail where Sheriff Thompson heard them telling them or telling. So the mob says, like, you better tell us what happened. Tell us the truth or we're going to we're gonna hang you right and so charles said that he told the truth and so then um the mob took sheriff thompson brings him into the jail and barricades him in the same cell as deputy holland and james the three men tried to get out but were unable to do so until after the mob escaped with charles so they took him Uh they didn't hang him right there in town square not yet um So the mob first takes Charles back to the Haven family farm where they were told by the caretaker that they are either going to leave or they're going to get shot. Oh, the caretaker is like, absolutely not. I don't have time for this. Yep. Um, so the mob takes Charles to a high bridge over Cherry Creek. They tie the rope to one of the railings and threw him over the bridge. Yikes. Yeah. Um, the sheriff said that at least someone in the mob knew how to do a correct hangman's knot because of how they found Charles. Well, I mean, what does that say? <laughs> it just means that, like, someone could have been part of law enforcement That's, that was question. involved. Because usually, I certainly don't know how to do a hangman's knot. I've seen what it looks like, and I could maybe figure it out. Nope, I couldn't. Because it's like you know spiral wrapped and then there's like a thing i don't think about this stuff very often well i it's in pirates of the caribbean (laughs) and i was obsessed with that movie when it first came out true you were i loved that movie okay anyway so so that's interesting yeah so um later investigations ordered by governor um governor george schaefer who called the lynching, quote, shameful, end quote, found that the rope also had some red hemp in it, which could have been a manufacturing mark, but they never figured out where that rope came from. Okay. The investigation also found um, that the mob was definitely planned in advance because of how well it was organized. Yeah, you would think. And um, they believe that there were at least three if not more leaders because of how controlled the mob was like um what's his face uh fred 
he in in his like telling of the story he was like they were completely calm like there it wasn't chaotic it was very well controlled and like well planned they had the sheriff here they have the deputy here they have this group of men here like there was it was not chaos it was very well like they knew what they were doing yeah Mm -hmm. um so despite best attempts to find the mob no one was ever found Hmm. and no one was ever arrested in connection to charles hanging they couldn't find one person out of 75 they were all wearing masks and if you if nobody rolls how do you prove that's crazy that that's almost were, like the Ken, the, the yeah, the one that you just did. that I just did almost yeah, where just like everybody just kept their mouth shut. Although, in yours, <clears throat> a little bit more understanding. This one's a little bit terrible. I mean, like it's it's not good that he murdered an entire family, but t- to take justice in your own hands is yeah. pretty. Horrific. I'm just like wondering why. Like was was it not? fast enough or like were people just like that passionate about this that's family that's kind of what it feels like is that it just wasn't things weren't happening fast enough because he was would in a local he have been life in prison not execution no there's no execution in north dakota never not not at this point okay um because one of the congressmen or senators or something like pushed for it to happen and it right after this happened the lynching happened and um the vote for the death penalty was lost like 24 to 21 gotcha so it was really close but as far as i'm aware there's no death penalty still in south or in north dakota okay but i don't don't quote me on that right um the federal court that investigated um the the lynching did say that authorities quote took the prisoner back to the scene of the crime, putting him, put him in a makeshift jail and thus gave every chance to a mob, end quote. So basically, despite knowing how pissed people in the area were, authorities didn't take Charles to a safer, more secure location. Um, that was like away from the anger of the city. Yeah. So they kind of were negligent in their protection of him. Okay. Which... Again, he is a mass murderer. He annihilated an entire family, but that doesn't mean he should have been lynched. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. So, unfortunately, James did go to trial for the murders. He did? Mm-hmm. Even? Yeah. Well, I feel like maybe they're like, we're going to hold someone accountable at this point. Yeah. Um. It was not in Schaefer, which, good, they at least learned their lesson there. Yeah. Um, he was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. So interesting that they left his dad alone to me. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think it's really surprising. I think it's very telling that maybe even the town didn't think his, the dad had anything to do with it. Maybe. I, because I, I feel like this mob, like, they wanted justice. So if they thought that his, his dad, was, dad involved. was involved, I don't think his pleas would have made much a, of a difference. a difference. Yeah, I would agree. Um, in one of my sources, yeah. so I used Murderpedia as my main source, but there's like a several different articles yeah. on Murderpedia. Um, and in one of the articles, it said something where like there was a guy who was doing um, studies on on the lynchings, and was it said kind of like he believed that the main reason that James got convicted was because the town was like we gotta do something yeah that's and like what I'm feeling. we don't want him to get hung too okay. for this and so like if we sentence him to life in prison like maybe that'll be good enough blah 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 
Um, Thankfully, though, in 1950, James was released by the state pardon board. He was 76 at the time. Jeez. So he spent 20-some years in jail. In jail. I feel like he... I still don't feel like he had anything to do with it. No, I don't either. So that kind of breaks my heart because, like, he lost out on a good chunk of his life because he was wrongfully convicted. But if he did... And then he was in the right spot. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just really like, like we've said, I just really don't think he had anything to do with it because if he did, you'd think Charles would have rolled over on him in the most terrified moment of his entire life. Or if his dad was involved, he might have sacrificed himself for his kid. Might have, yeah. So. But then now I'm thinking back to that note. I'm like, okay, did he know though something? I feel or like maybe he like got to Oregon and the family wasn't there and he was like, oh fuck, and then he sent the note. Yeah, that's I what don't know. he so he did mail the note from Oregon. Right. And so my feeling is like he knew something wasn't right. And that's why he he left. He was like, Okay, well something is not right here. I need to go find this family to prove that my son is not and then what I think he is. Couldn't find him. That's when that's he when said, he said do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me that says don't run. Yeah. That says man the fuck up. Yeah. And turn yourself in. Yeah. That's what that says to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Schaefer no longer exists as a functioning town. There are a few buildings still standing, um, including the school and the jail where there is a sign erected outside um, outlining the history of the jail and the lynching in 1931. Interesting. I mean, never would I have traveled there to see this, but if I was traveling through the area, I would definitely stop. You would stop. probably stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charles Bannon's lynching was the last in North North Dakota state history, and hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, literally. Um, that's my story. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, so like I said, again, not a lot on the victims, but it, it, it took some searching. Yeah. (laughs) So. I like that one. Yeah, it was. Two stories. It was different. uh, My story you'd never heard of, and I've never heard of your story. Yeah. Kind of fun to do those ones. Yeah. But. If anyone wants to suggest some more stories that and has a lot of information. Yeah. Um, and like we maybe. Maybe start doing a couple more minis with. I think so too. Listener suggestions. Because we do get a lot of listener suggestions. We do. But the problem with a lot of them is that there's not a lot of information. Yes. Yep. Because I got one the other day and I was like, oh, I hope Emily doesn't see this. And then I like went to look it up and I was like, oh, yeah. there's not a lot here. Allie did give me one, but. Um, it's in Minnesota, and I feel like I've done a lot of Minnesota lately, so I'm just, I'm, like, holding off on that one for a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Um, but, Al, if you hear this, I will do yours, I promise. I just wanted to go outside where we haven't been for a little while. Yeah. Also, if you have stories from states that we haven't been to in a while, please, please, please send those our way. Yeah, like, South Dakota would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, Missouri. Missouri, Kansas. Yep. Um, Ohio we haven't been to for a while yeah I actually looked at Ohio did you before I looked at Nebraska and I there was one I saw but it involves a child so I'm like eh, I was not in the mind not in the space, space to that's get into fair. something like that right now so that's fair yeah but um, Ohio Michigan we have a quite a few from Michigan do we mm-hmm. oh when I looked at our well I'll have to show you the yeah the, the list I've compiled um so South Dakota South Dakota. Oh, Wyoming. We haven't been to Wyoming. Is that a Midwest state? It's right underneath South Dakota, so I don't know how it couldn't be. It's next to it. And underneath South Dakota is Nebraska. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I feel like Wyoming still counts. It's like, Wyoming's right above Colorado. 
I'll, I would do a story in Wyoming. Okay. I feel like we have, whatever. I'll do one. If we, I if think one of my stories went in there. Oh, you're right. The one um, Charles yeah, the, and, and the Carol, Carol. and yep. Fugate. Mm-hmm. Look at us remembering <laughs> things. It's a lot harder than people think. So anyway, if you have any suggestions of, even if it's like a popular story that we haven't done mm-hmm. and you're like, I really want to hear this one. I do have a cryptid, but last time I tried to look it up, I all I could find was a stupid movie about it. So I'm going to have to like dig Deep deeper. Dive. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Well, um, my sources really quick were um, www.federalcharges.com for the grand larceny and then uh, murderpedia.org. Okay. Um, our socials are Midwest Madness Podcast. The group? Yes. On Facebook. <laughs> MW Madness Podcast. MW Pocket, yeah. I don't know at why the, I'm getting At these. the Gmail and, and Instagram. Yes. And then Danielle has a Twitter, but we don't know it. So. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. So if you can find it, find no, it. That'd be great. And text me and let me know what it is. That'd be cool. Okay. Other than that, we hope you guys have a great week. And we will talk to you next Tuesday. Maybe we'll come at you with a mini. Yeah. I might commit to one. I might have one partially written. Perfect. Look at that. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.